Hi, it's Candace Patton, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Your pockets for all things ready to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me are my amazing co-hosts, Andrew Dice and Bruno Rivera. How are you guys doing today? Speedtastic. Speedtastic. Flashtacular. <laughs> we're, we're coming up with new terms tonight. I like it. I like it. Um, sadly, Amy couldn't join us. She said she's... Um, Sadly, sick. So, um, but she will hopefully be with us uh, for the not next week episode because we're not on next week. But yeah, for the episode on the twenty first. Uh, so, um, so Amy, if you're listening, feel better soon, and uh, can't wait to hear your thoughts on these past episodes. But uh, before we get to the episode discussion, so that there's not any flash news, uh, but there is some interesting DC TV news that I thought we could touch upon a little bit to kind of see what everyone thinks. So. There's been this myth since Supergirl moved to the CW that that one day there was going to be maybe perhaps five shows, five DC Comics TV shows on the CW. Everyone said it was going to be impossible. That's that's too much. Well, guess what? I don't think uh, Greg Berlanti knows the word impossible. It, that's, a, that's a very good point. Uh, so, but... That day has come because last week uh, we we heard from um, it was reported by Deadline that um, Fox ha- had passed on the the Black Lightning project that they've been working on for almost a year now that they gave a pilot production commitment to, which I guess is a pilot order in a way, um, and it came from um, the producers of the game and, and uh, being Mary Jane as well as Greg Belanti from the DC shows, but uh, they passed on it, so. What's the most natural place to to put a DC Comics TV show on? Probably not ABC, probably not CBS, but it is the CW. So, the, the, so it was reported that they were negotiating about moving the Black Lightning show to the CW, and then the following day, it was announced right away that the CW had given a pilot order for Black Lightning for the, the 2017-2018 TV season, which means, ladies and gentlemen, we might have five DC Comics television shows on the CW this coming fall. So, um, so let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks. Uh, so, uh, Andrew, I'm sure since you know we're both, you know, I know you you read a lot of comments and so on. Uh, are you, um, what do you think of Black Lightning? Do you think uh, it has potential as a good TV show? What do you think about it being on the CW? Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Black Lightning, mainly from his tenure in the Justice League, which was uh, relaunched in the early 2000s. Um, he was a, a main character in that one, and uh, I, I like I like his character. I think that um, 
I well, I'm automatically on board for it just because I like the character. The big question for me is still what kind of show is it going to be? How is it going to feel? Because it being on Fox and the the people, you know, the talent put behind it implied something a little bit different than your standard CW show for the CW audience. So I don't know how much of that is going to change with the actual network switch. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of keeping my excitement uh, or, or interest kind of just in check for the time being until there's some kind of sign of what it's going to be because the version of the character that I am a fan of translates to a explicitly more adult kind of story, like something closer to the Marvel Netflix shows like um, Daredevil or Luke Cage, like, uh, you know, a very street level dealing with like urban issues. Um, you know, that's kind of where the character started from, but if it's on the CW, it'll feel probably something a lot closer to, uh, you know, in in the Smallville tradition, uh, which will be automatically less, you know, kind of like juicy to me in in particular. So I don't want to get my hopes up and and not be able to appreciate that for what it is when that comes. But um, yeah, Jefferson Pierce, I like him. He's got cool powers. He's got a cool suit, uh, and it, I would really hope that um it's an opportunity taken by the network to have a show that is maybe um not more not more political but um about something because that that character was made to be about many things and that can kind of get lost when the world around him changed uh like the comic today um would be distinctly different so i'm i'm holding off any any hopes or expectations but the character alone i'm a fan of and this is a really interesting switch so yeah thumbs up hopefully but uh i'm reserving the right to to kind of temper my expectations i guess that's fair enough and um do you do you want to be part of the airverse or would you want it to be maybe on supergirl's earth i think at this point supergirl would (sighs) Well, I mean, again, it's hard for me because, like, now tone wise, like, Supergirl is so in line with with Flash and Arrow and Legends um, that I would almost like it if it could be its own thing to start, which is what Supergirl was. And people, well, fans got very excited and weird about that. But I would very much like if Black Lightning could be its own thing, just because I think that if, if you try to treat it like a. You know, this is also existing in the world alongside it. Um, people are just going to be demanding that there be a crossover, and then the the motivation to make the show anything but more of these kind of disappears. So, I don't know that there is a character in this CW universe that, like in my mind, would make sense meeting the Black Lightning that I have in my mind. So it's it's my own uh, bias, I guess. But that is, I'm, I'm clinging to it. With love and hope. Well, well, well said, uh, Brittany. I don't know what your mystery is with the uh, the Black Lightning character, but uh, do you know much about it? And how do you feel about uh, him potentially getting his own show? Um, I know absolutely nothing about the Black Lightning character. Like I hadn't even heard of it bef- him until you know all these deals started coming about. But I think it's going to be really cool to see another diverse um, character on TV, especially. I mean, we've only had really luke cage to show the one 
standalone superhero who has his own, you know, TV show. So I think it'll be really cool just to have another story of another superhero with a different kind of experience, I feel like, than a lot of the stories that we're getting on TV. And I always like when there's, like, new heroes I don't know anything about because then I don't go into it with, like, oh, I need to see these certain things. You know, you don't have, like, preconceived notions of, like, what the origin story is going to be. So as, as a comic book fan, but as a person who doesn't know this comic book origin story, I'm like, oh, I'm interested. Like, I'm more interested to see this new guy than I am, you know, sometimes to see than I am to see another origin story of a character I already know. So I think it'll be cool. I don't, I'm not sure if I necessarily need it to cross over. It's already, like, so exhausting sometimes keeping up with so many DC TV shows that, like, I would be okay if it was on the CW and, like, existed in its own kind of plane kind of thing. Or, like, if it didn't exist on, like, it could still exist on another Earth and have a potential for crossover down the line. But, you know, right away, season one, they don't have to have it crossover if that's a if that's a thing. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see what else they can do. And uh, in Greg Berlanti, we trust. I don't think he's steered us wrong yet, so... For me, I am. I mean, I've been excited for this project since it was announced, like last fall, where it came out of. You know, I remember it was a you know a random September day, and just the announcement came that you know it was happening, and you know, like, and I'm like, Brittany, I'm not really familiar with Black Lightning either that much. I know he's been in some of the cartoons and some of the comics I read, you know, but like, I haven't read his comic. I don't know much about his character, but but I like this idea because then. Um, the synopsis for the series says that he has to come out of retirement and become Black Lightning again when he, when his two kids are getting in some trouble. One that is, I, I believe, gets uh, the ability, it gets p- p- power similar to him, and then he has a star student that I strongly think is, um, <laughs> that I think actually is, is supposed to be Static Shock. I know they're not related to comics, but I have a feeling that this might be how they introduce Static Shock because. He's a very beloved character, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him. So uh, I actually think that it would be nice if they did have it set in the Flareverse, but that this becomes the first metahuman, the leading metahuman, who didn't get their powers from Central City. It would be nice to kind of see that we can maybe start introducing this idea of other metahumans in this in the in the Flareverse that didn't get their powers from the Particle Accelerator, because because that's the thing. It feels like this universe is supposed to be so much more filled with more superpowered people than the sh- the these shows are actually letting on. It just seems that it's just in Central City, sometimes Star City, and and then randomly in an episode of Arrow, maybe in Hub City. And uh, but I kind of wish, hope that it, that's why I kind of wanted to be part of the Flareverse. Plus, I think they also learned their lessons from how they dealt with Supergirl on CBS. That it was. You know, Supergirl should have been on CBS this whole time, on CW this whole time, so they could have introduced her to the Flareovers now, because they don't want to use Crisis yet, I guess. You know, she has to be on her own Earth. And so, um, so I kind of, you know, now that they have the opportunity to start fresh, you know, they don't have to, you know, because, you know, you know, because I think these heroes, they benefit of being in the same universe, you know, not just because of crossover, but, you know, but just kind of, because I, I like to, read, when I read comics, I like to, you know, when I turn over a page of maybe a Flash comic and maybe that, you know, suddenly there is a, an appearance from Batman or Green Arrow or Green Lantern or whatever and so on. And I don't want to have to, like, deal with every time we want to see a hero come over, you know, we have to go through breaches and whatever. So um, that's just my stand on it. But I'm glad that it's going to the CW and because I, I don't know how Fox deals with their comic book properties like you know gotham is it's become really good 
but Gotham is still, you know, it's Gotham, and it's more, you know, I mean, that I, I don't understand how that universe, how that universe is Batman, is going to be able to become Batman by the time he, he grows up, because I'm sure these villains will have burned down Gotham City by that point, so, uh, I mean, do, do you guys, um, do you both watch Gotham? No. Uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, so I'm I'm alone. No, never mind. And uh, no, but like that's pretty much it because all these villains are becoming established, whatever, and so on. But that uh, you know, but that's, but that's the problem with the prequel show. And um, so I don't I don't know how Fox would have dealt with Black Lightning. And, and also, it seems they're going really full in with the X Men now. So, um, but I also think what it means with Black Lightning being on the CW, I think it means actually something really important. You know that you know besides having a African American leading, you know on a broadcast network leading his own show but i actually think that with black Knight come to the cw i think it could make mean the end of one of the current dc tv shows next year after may 2018 i think one of the four current dc tv shows will be going away should black lighting still be on air and doing well and whatnot because i don't think they want to have five shows at the same time and i don't think they're going to do the whole mid-season thing either um because i think they want to be i think they all want them to be on at the same time so they can do crossovers easier or small crossovers you know from a production standpoint so um but guys let us know what you think about black honey coming into cw should it be part of the flareverse should it be its own thing what characters you want to see you know let us know in the comments or let us know on twitter but um but yeah with that said let's go into this week's episode of the flash episode 12 of season 3 called untouchable so we got introduced to another dc comics character as the the monster of the week if you will a clive yorkin uh, who had a very deadly metahuman power but this is a this is one of our one of those rarer um one of those rare villains that we had this season because this is another husk as they call it so he is you know he's from the Flashpoint universe, so um, so Brittany, let's start with you. What did you think of uh, Clive York and, and his the way they told his story in this episode and how and the role that he played uh, to our heroes? I thought he was a really cool villain. Um, I liked his power. Again, it was kind of like villain of the week type thing that we've been getting lately. Um, I guess I didn't really get. I mean, like I like I got the the Flashpoint connection, but I feel like they didn't really make it clear like they did some of the other villains like oh this is the villain from flashpoint like i felt like i didn't really understand that he had come from the flashpoint timeline for like a little while like we knew he was targeting people from flashpoint and like cisco vibed into the flashpoint world which is awesome but like i don't know even at that point i still didn't get that he i was like how did he know what happened in flashpoint? They didn't really make it clear who he was i thought they could have maybe explained it or maybe just me like kind of missing it because i was having internet issues at my house but um so yeah maybe I, that was just me missing it but i thought that was a little confusing um i thought it was cool i thought i mean again it was a film they didn't really give much backstory to like i guess they kind of explained in the fla- in the in the look into flashpoint like why he was killing the cops and stuff but again it really didn't seem like, he had that much motive or was that compelling or whatever. But he was cool. I enjoyed him for, like, the episode that we we got to see him in. And his powers were, were pretty impressive. I like the effects they used. It was, like, when he touched the coffee table at Jitters and it kind of completely dissolved. That was pretty awesome. I did enjoy enjoy all of that. 
What about you, Andrew? Um, is uh, because we know he's a, he's a Flash villain, a minor one. As so, um, do you? Yeah. Have you ever read anything with him? What do you think of his uh, the, the take on they had on the show? <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, I I actually went back and made sure to read. Uh, his his story is like a, an epic saga. Um, across a whole bunch of issues where he's basically just a an in, he's driven insane. Um. And then he attacks Iris, but like he's just like a you know I mean insane on level like bleh, like Tasmanian devil um, crazy, uh, so a very different character here, um, which was yeah like I like um, well I mean I, I can't really say anything more than Brittany did, which is he he is just a villain of the week. But if you're gonna go with the you know brooding villain, uh, I hope you just have an actor who can play it well, and he played it pretty well. So. Um, I was, I was good with that. Uh, I wouldn't call him memorable, um, but but not due to the anything about him more than just the the overall you know his role in the story. I would call him easy on the eyes, though. A lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, people on Twitter have agreed with me that this uh, Miss Meta week is uh, ranking high in the cute villain uh, scale. <laughs> if we were like you know ranking the villains of by uh, how they looked, this one would rank pretty high. Well, just, we are, just we, we're we're doing it now, as of every week of this whole podcast. <laughs> I, I'm keeping the tally. Yeah, no, you. He was kind of like you know, he had like that bad boy cuteness to him. Uh, like you know, like he was you know rough around the edges. Um, no, but sorry, Andrew. Um, did you um, did you have any other thoughts on Clive? No, no, Clive, Clive Yorkin. Um, uh, yeah, I thought uh, no, he was. I mean, just, this was very much like the one of the week stuff. Uh, so cool, cool effect mainly. Um, there was one moment where Joe said, like, take a look at this. And his phone was just a picture of a mummy. And I, <laughs> I was expecting, um, stone, I believe to, to react as if someone I hadn't seen in a while, uh, said, take a look at this. Um, but, but that was my one hope of the show dashed. Unfortunately. You mentioned that, uh, in the comic Clive, um, like he had gone after Iris, apparently, right? Yeah, uh, trying to hurt Slash. There was a whole, I, you know, fake identity swap. It was uh, not not in any way like a thought out plan, um, or or you know, with powers or anything. It, this was definitely just a deep pull for the for the Flash writers to kind of throw a nod to uh, a very weird time in in Flash comics, but one that's super fun for its own reasons. Well, interesting that they brought him in and kind of, you know, had him go after Iris in the end. So, you know, that is, that is a nice nod. Uh, I like when shows can do that, uh, even to, to those very obscure villains and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, no, but I, I would agree with what you guys are saying. He, he, I mean, he was a, he did send a little bit more from other villains of the weeks that we've had before. His power was really cool visually. I mean, again, major props to Armin and his amazing visual effects team. Uh, he, um... Um, I, I the, the thing I was more fascinated by, by was because I didn't I haven't really paid attention that much to the husks this season. This week I was able to really, th- this time I was able to really get into what this whole husk concept is and so on. Um, and I um so it was kind of fascinating to see, you know, how those two, you know, I guess verges of this character came together, and. Um, so yeah, and you know, but you know, because we knew that you know, I, there was no way Iris was gonna die because of him and so on. You know, I I wasn't as concerned. I mean, you know, I mean, there was a lot of 
there was a lot of other, there was other heartbreaking things with Iris in this episode, which we will talk about in a bit. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, um, again, I I really just want the show to be able to do just as well with their one weak villains as they do with their bigger villains and so on because there's no reason why they have to be one-dimensional or whatnot you know i because you know, imagine if we had if we could have like let's say 15 different villains you know that are only in for one episode but they're just as compelling and interesting and as different from each other as possible i mean what more can we ask for so um so that that's something i hope they can improve on for season four and as well as these remaining episodes, you know, because they're still they're still filming. Although right now they're they're busy filming the epic musical crossover in Vancouver. So um, yeah, no, I no, he was he was alright. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but you know, he yeah, he was in between for me. So um, and and then, and we will talk a little bit more about Clive in a bit and so on because this week focused a lot on. Barry taking on, you know, continuing being a mentor for, for Wally as they were, you know, to keep continuing to develop his powers and uh, getting stronger and faster. And uh, we had, there's a lot of sweet moments bet- between these two. You know, th- there was that epic race in the beginning uh, where <laughs> I, I love when Barry is cocky. I, I just have to say it right away. He is so adorable when he's cocky. And, um, and uh, also, I don't know why, but it just felt really iconic seeing kid flash and very you know having a race so uh but i will get more to my thoughts later so i will uh so let, you know, I will, because i want to know what my co-host thinks about it so andrew what did you think of the aspect of wally's training throughout this episode from start to finish i i liked where we ended up a lot um i liked i guess like it's kind of a uh, a twofold thing and i think that the the writers like if you're enjoying this so much with uh with Wally kind of, you know, challenging Barry, it's definitely something that they've come up with because that isn't, uh, you know, that is, that isn't like the Wally Barry dynamic from any of the, the comics that I've ever read, whether it's the, you know, old Barry of, of like the eighties and nineties and, or the, the new Wally of the new 52. Um, there's so much more of an age gap between them. typically that it is kind of like, um, you know, it, it's different. It's, it's like a, a a kid thinking that they're great at hockey, or and then going up against an Olympian, or you know, thinking a, a young actor who thinks that they can do it, and then you know, there's the old veteran that uh, it, it just plays a little differently than it does with the two of them here. Where uh, if it's working, like it, it is just something new. So it's um, that's wicked that it, it's it's working for you, and you're really digging it. Like that's awesome. Uh, I loved Barry going through the building and everything. I think the, the 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 problem for me, or not a problem even, just the the thing for me that I I was not crazy about was that uh, we get to the end of the episode where Barry is saying, you know, I had people help me, and it's not your fault. Like you just don't have the skills to do this, and I should be teaching them to you. And when it got to there, I thought, yes, you know, Barry obviously (laughs) you know like um i am aware you've been very bad at this like it it just wasn't fun seeing barry like that like when the show started off and he was just running and slamming into the wall and i was kind of just saying i was thinking like barry like you gotta you know i mean there's more to this than like how to go fast like you're not showing him how to how to build up lightning or or how to like 
think your way out of things. Um, and then when he was just running to the wall and, and, you know, Barry gave him his advice of how he's supposed to vibrate through things. And his explanation was terrible. Like his, his advice was um, like kind of patent and just Zen. And Wally reacted like the right way, you know, like that doesn't, you're, you're not helping me at all. Like you're being a bad teacher. And I think I, I, I just didn't like that. And I think there were some, post i don't know if we're supposed to not like it because barry's his kind of zen communion with what it is was played as like you know it is kind of something special that you just have to learn so i think when it when it got to the end with um wally kind of going off and having his little mope you know uh the way barry had so many times i I was kind of hoping that barry would keep him from getting to that point but we went through it. So now I'm really just hoping that that scene with Barry saying, you know, I need to teach you, um, which I, which again, is a little bit tougher because they're so close in age. But I also, rem- I want this to be done and I want Barry to start actually teaching him the way a teacher should. But at the same time, I also know that like those moments of Barry moping and not thinking he was good enough, we kept coming back to like over and over and over again. <laughs> Uh, so I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping that this is kind of like the start of something new for Barry and Wally, where Barry is actually instructing him. Um, because I don't think that the scenes of Barry teaching him have been anywhere close to as fun for me as the ones of Jay teaching him. Uh, and I really want to get back to, to that point where there's no air of mystery. It's just like, this is good. Like we're building, we're going to be better. And one of us isn't going to be dead, you know, in the next week or turn out to be a villain, I guess. Well, remember, he's he Barry is still, you know, as Wally is still getting into this, you know, what Barry's still getting to, you know, the role of being a teacher. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, he has to start from somewhere if you think about it. So, that, you know, of course, he's gonna, you know, there's gonna be times where he doesn't come up as well in terms of how he advises Wally or whatever. So, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to defend, I'm not trying to defend Barry completely, you know, because I, I think, I, I think you're totally right, but you know, but yeah, no, I mean, like from before where, where he had that moment where he was kind of pushing Wally out of this. And then said, okay, fine, you know, it is like I should be teaching you because we there is value to this. This episode just kind of revealed that like there had been no progress from there. Uh and I and I but again it ended up where I wanted it to be. Like I don't want to see Barry being a bad teacher. I don't want to have to see Barry realize that he's been not helping. <laughs> I want him to just help and I get to be happy about it. Or Barry, like, or Barry to like realize, like, oh, I'm not. Maybe what I'm doing isn't working for you. Like, let me find someone who can help you. Because, like you said, he had, Mm. you know, oh, I had Harry. I had this person. I maybe he was. I wish he would have realized, like, oh, you know, maybe the way I understand things isn't the way you understand. Because you know, everyone learns differently. And I think that was another thing. I kind of wish they brought because Wally had this whole, you know, thing in very end of last season where he was going to go to school and be an engineer and you know we we know he's smart like they never really i wish they kind of used that well oh wally you're an engineer so you think about it this way you know maybe just talk to him you know the way he can relate i feel like they don't really capitalize on that enough um and talk about you know wally's intelligence in the way wally's different than barry barry wants you know wally to be just like him and obviously they're they're two different people uh, that being said, I did really enjoy the big, like the very first scene when them racing, everyone's betting. Like that's always a good time. Everyone's just like hanging yeah. out, having fun uh, at Star Labs. Like you know, when there's no doom and gloom, you know, there's doom and gloom like in the in the distant future, but it's not like an overhanging cloud. It was just a everyone having a a grand old time. I also want to. Sorry, no, no, I was no. just gonna say. Um, I I want Barry to like kind of. I feel like he 
he needs to explain the speed force to Wally. I feel like yeah. he never really had that talk where he's like, you know, let's sit down and like really talk. Cause he's like, Oh, just vibrate to the speed force. And Wally's like, what are you talking about, bro? Whichever. I mean, if you don't know, Barry has a very intimate relationship with the speed force. You know, he's been there. He's, you know, had that experience. He's met the speed force pretty much. You know, Wally doesn't know what the heck the speed force is. And I feel like either he needs to take an ins- Like that'd be a great moment. If, Barry takes Wally into the Speed Force and like introduces him like this is what the Speed Force is like hey this is what powers us it's cool right like I wish that they had that kind of, I mean they don't have time in this episode but in the, if there's another episode further down the line with them continuing to train I really feel like that's such an important part of being a speedster is really understanding what the Speed Force is it's like you know when you're like a Jedi it's like what's the Force like if you you can't be a Jedi without knowing what the Force is kind of thing so I feel like Wally doesn't know what where his power comes from i feel like that'd be a very important thing for him to learn to you know respect the speed force to learn the speed force as to how to harness it how to make it move i think that's a really important thing that's missing in his training right now that's a very good point i didn't think about that i i mean hopefully i mean hopefully that that's coming coming in the coming episodes because that's you know you're right because 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 that's the thing wally is in a very rare position compared to, to what barry was back in season one because he didn't really know i mean at that time, no one Barry didn't know that there was someone out there that did know about the Speed Force. In this case, that was able to find disguising his hair as well. But this time, you know, Barry has had three years now with the Speed Force. So, and Wally can now get help from from Barry in that in that aspect. So, I I, yeah. I, I completely forgotten about that. Um, and something I was gonna add was because I I didn't look at it from that the way that Andrew did. So, so you know, I now my my perspective has shifted a little bit because um. There is there, there probably are better ways for Barry to ha- how to approach Wally, and um, but um, something I oh I wish I mean I think Barry is at least doing a better job than Oliver did with Roy because all Ro- Oliver did with Roy was just have him hit some water you know I I was lied to and I was like remember you know because I this you know not to rip on air but I really wish that that Roy and Oliver mentor apprentice relationship had gone somewhere similar to Wally and Barry's, where, well, first of all, would they actually seem to enjoy each other's company a bit more, um, as well as, you know, Oliver giving some more helpful advice, because the only thing I really remember from that training was, hit some water, hit it again, hit it again, because some girl on on an island that I used to live at told me to. Um, (laughs) Oh, poor Shadow, that was bad of me, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I love Shadow. I'm so... Me too. Oh, I mean, I mean, the Arrow has a lot of refrigerators that they've used for their women, so I, which makes me so, so sad. Uh, but um, no, I. Um, also, by the way, did this episode really make a good point of that back on Earth nineteen, HR was tr- probably totally a gambler that had a, that had a huge addiction to gambling because. The moment like they started like betting again, I like I felt like they unleashed a beast in Star Labs. Yeah, he, said game was, of he said it was outlawed. He said yeah. it was outlawed. Like it's like him with coffee. Like anything he can't get on his this on his earth, he has to get like all he can on our earth. Or on their earth, I should say. Yeah. HR doesn't know how to halfway anything. He just goes all in all the time. That's 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 a good that's a intriguing way to live life uh, i um <laughs> i i don't want to question it completely but i i, I was like the mem- also it was so cute like when he lost and like they were just like pay up he's like oh you mean now oh on my earth blah blah blah, blah whatever and so on because it was i don't it, i i cracked myself open so much although hr was 
he was a little bit too much over the play. He was too loud. Too loud in this episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I am... Um, you know, but, you know, tying this into the Clive, <coughs> Clive thing, uh, I loved the, how Wally and Barry had evolved a little bit in towards the end when they were saving. Also, first of all, can we talk about the fact that Barry phased an entire train through that rubble, whatever it was? Because yeah. I didn't know he could do that. And I'm like, wait a minute, when did he get so, like, because... Last week, Andrew, I think it was last week or the week before, Andrew made a very good point that we haven't really seen Barry, exp- you know, like anything new with his power in a very good time, in a very long time. It's been pretty much the same abilities all the time, you know, either vortexes or, you know, phasing or whatever. Yeah. But to see, see him gravitate to this level is like, okay, he's now, we're seeing him become the Flash that we know from the comic that is so infinite powerful that I, you know what? I will say this right now, on February seventh, twenty seventeen, Flash could be just might as well be just as powerful as Superman. There, I yeah. said it. Sue me. I uh, yeah, I mean that was part of what I what I said, uh, you know, about where we end up with this. Like, I think that that was a really great thematic, you know, idea that Barry saying, you know, I've never done this before. I don't know, you know, I'm gonna try this because being a hero means just trying stuff and finding something that works and if it doesn't you know well it always will because we're superheroes and the show needs to keep going on but uh you know and then that kind of gave that was what wally needed was to uh i don't know how i feel about that that what he needed to to try to be a hero was to realize that barry wasn't as much of one um he was just kind of doing whatever you know, he he wanted to try. Like I like that oh, he opened the doorway. Just wing it. That's cool. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, here lies Superman. He died because he gave it a shot. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but no, I like that the uh, that's a very um, new Fifty Two thing. I think in one of the first comics, the Flash vibrated a, an airplane through a bridge. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy totally to see that, that expanded in this. I will say the one note I'll give is to the people at CW and it's mainly just the flash the the crowd applause shots can just be taken out like that is i i don't because it always feels very weird to me that they're all like oh yeah all right <laughs> i mean i don't think if i was in that situation i would applaud You'd i be... would kind of sit there stunned um More like yay what just happened how did we yeah and kind that? of like uh, what what actually it, yeah that always takes me out of it a little bit because I always picture a bunch of people in Vancouver and like a you know uh, a director's assistant being like and clap you're happy you know <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good point um, let's see is well is there anything else you guys want to add uh, about um, the kid flash and flash dynamic how cool was it to see when wally actually learned how to fade because i thought that shot of him like going for yorkin was that was just so well put together like it, like, it felt like seeing like you're reading three comic panels one is like he's just about to hit the yeah. body the other panel is he goes through the body and the third one is like he comes out of the body like i oh this was like such a good comic book episode. I'm just I just have to say. Uh, but is there anything else you guys want to add uh, to this? 
I just have a question of what happens if, like, you mess up while you're phasing. Like, do you get stuck in a thing? Like, if he was phasing through the wall and he, like, was, like, distracted by, like, the smell of pizza or something. He's like, oh, like, someone's cooking food. And then, like, he stopped and, like, his hand's in the wall. Like, how do you fix that? Yeah, you're you're dead. Wait, can you just start phasing again and he will get out? (laughs) I mean, it does damage. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) I was just thinking the whole last uh... scene. That's all I could think about, really. Yeah, if we're going with the the Kitty Pride uh, phasing from X Men, then y- you know bad things happen when they're unfazed. Um, <laughs> it's a little wordplay there. No, I don't want to think wait, about it because wait, it would be wait, like what? hands and feet sticking out of bricks. What, wait, what, what? <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think about right now. Like at the end when he was by the wall, I was like, oh, what if he messes up? Don't mess up. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Wally, he's. I mean. When it comes to speeders, they, they have to be perfect. Otherwise, they're not cut off the job. Um, but um, oh, that... can we move on to my favorite my favorite part of the episode? Absolutely, take yes. it away, Andrew. Um, you guys remember when they found out that Iris was going to die, and she said, "Don't tell my dad." Guess what, guys? She's she has to tell her dad uh, because this struck me as particularly weird because she's the person who says no. He has to know. <laughs> they try to stop to continue the lie. Um, Joe finds out that Iris is going to die and uh, is shocked and disgusted that they would keep this from him and that they would not know that this was not something to keep from him. And it is a, it was a very strange experience for me watching this because as he made his case, I just felt like he is absolutely right and they have no excuse for doing this and they didn't really uh it gave us a scene i i guess the only thing i can think of is that the writers wanted joe finding that out to be a scene of its own and uh, you know jesse l martin is great uh, you know is fantastic and he with with grant Gustin is good there and candace Patton, and it's good um but this when we, when it kind of happened, we said, like, we're doing this so that they have a secret to keep. And then we'll get a scene later where it's, like, a betrayal. Um, but I'm hoping they just dealt with this so quickly that it's not even an issue. And, yeah. What did you guys think? Was there... Did this kind of feel like it needed to be here? Or was it mainly, like, let's get this out of the way? Which is where I was. I feel like it was, like, let's give... Uh... Joe like a really good emotional scene kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know. I mean, yeah, it didn't really kind of it kind of didn't really make any sense sense like I mean, I think I think it made sense in terms of like how Iris was like I'm she was feeling a lot of pressure and you know, the first thing you always do when you're when you're like having a lot of stress or like there's something bothering you is like you want to tell your parents and obviously how, how close like Joe and Iris are and any, you know, and the whole like West family is her being kind of scared this episode and kind of doubting everything that was going on i think it made sense in that moment like why she wanted to tell joe like oh i'm having you know i'm I'm having doubts and i want to talk to my dad about it he's the only person i can trust but yeah it, it didn't really make sense in the grand scheme of the story of like why in the first place would they have kept it a secret um mm-hmm. because just for another like what was it last episode they found it or cut, i guess it was been more than one episode but still like a couple episodes and it's like oh well, and yeah secrets out like when, when he said like how long have you known about this you know and it wasn't like months or like a couple of weeks <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, and again, and like, a little I think, lie. And I think you're right. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna be a big thing going forward. I feel like it's just gonna be like, yeah, all right, we're over it. You know, we've kept secrets in the past, and we're moving on. Yeah, I hope. And I think, and uh, yeah, me too. 
And I think Joe made a good point. He's like, you know, we have that whole rousing speech where he's like, we're a team. Like, this is what we do. We stop mm-hmm. people, bad guys together. And you're like, that's right. That's why we've been so mad this whole time. Like, we get yeah. it. You get it, Joe. You're on the right track. Like, it, and I think I like that. I mean, obviously, we all knew that moment. Like, we all knew it internally. But I think I just like having Joe say it. Like, you know, we're a team. Like, it works best when yeah. we're, we're all working together. So that was nice. This, this um, just to agree that, yeah, Jesse Omar killed it. I mean, I think all the West family actors this week, they really brought out the feels and really, like, they really stood out this week. Uh, but Jesse Omar and jo- Joe West, I, like, I knew that, you know, once he finds out and he gets pissed about it, he's going to deliver an awesome speech. Um, I, I, you know, I felt like, you know, that, you know, if anyone out there thinks that he overreacted, then delete yourself because that is exactly how you should react. What, what, how are you gonna feel if you find out that not only is one of your loved ones gonna die in one, two, if, like four months from now, but everyone around you knew about it for weeks? When you know you never know what could happen. She could have died during these weeks, and he didn't know that he could have stopped it. Maybe so. I thought he re- reacted perfectly, and this is why I. I'm almost begging at these TV universes to, to, at this point, stop with this whole insisting that we need to have secrets. These heroes yeah. and allies need to keep out secrets from them because it just hurts these shows. It's like we, we've dealt with five years of Arrow and they're still doing that every once in a while. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, but then we have to see it on the fly and then, or maybe let us tomorrow or on Supergirl. It's like, no, just, 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 just let everything out. Just, yeah, I I would I would also I'm I'm not I'm not rev- like I'm not giving a you know a written review so I'm free to talk about like alternatives. If 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 there was desire to have this other scene with Jesse and Martin, uh I would you know every day of the week prefer that he was the first person Barry told. Mm-hmm. You know to because that reads true to me that if he was scared he would go to his father. You know that, right? Uh, and and that would make sense, especially because he and Joe have not had a whole lot this season mm-hmm. to kind of be their own thing and to to make it, you know, father, son, uh, hero, and backup, uh, you know, boyfriend and father of the girl. You know, I I feel like that would be so much more because again, we get to this scene where we get to see Jesse L. Martin doing all of that, but. He's just basically saying, you know, like, why would you do this to me? And the characters don't have an answer, and I don't really have an answer. Yeah, it just... Like, I mean, look, I I, I, I respect and accept that characters need to be flawed. But I feel like if we've yeah. done this so many effing times, why do we feel the need to still put that in? You know? And I, again, this is not me attacking a ride or anything. Like that. I'm just asking the, sh- the show as a whole... What what do they see as, as this need? What? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. What is gained by this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like I'm look. I I like drama. I I'm fine with drama. Drama is needs to be there in everything, even if it's a comedy. But when it's repeated over multiple seasons, and it's the same thing, like you didn't tell me, I'm so angry at you, blah 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 blah. I'm I do not approve of this. Then it's like I'd rather have them just tell each other the truth, and then the reactions can be whatever. You know, they can be angry at each other, like you know, no, I don't like. It would, for example, for Super Bowl, it would have made me a lot more happier if James had told Carl from the beginning that I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go out there, 
and uh, put on this weird black outfit that looks n like barely anything like Guardian from the comics. Uh, I mean, the, the outfit. I'm not talking about the, the skin color or anything like that, so people don't... I, that was not a racist remark. But like, rather than him tell Carter, you know, this is what I'm going to do from the get-go, and if she disapproved or whatever, you know, we could have dealt with that drama then. So... But no, not we, now we have to deal with her, you know, not knowing for four weeks or something. And then she found out she's like, I'm so angry, you're so reckless. You know, you know, I can't stop you, but I'm not going to support it either. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's just that unnecessary drama. And that's, that's I'm not just blaming Supergirl, but I'm blaming Flash and Arrow and Legends as well. So it's... Yeah, like every one of these, it can't just be entertaining or satisfying. It needs to have like a hook. You know, the, the like some question mark. Exactly, exactly. And, and I like what you said. I think, Andrew, you said about him telling Joe first, especially because of, um, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on Barry's dad's name. Henry. Uh, Henry. Henry. Oh, my gosh. I had it. And then, yeah, especially because Henry's not there anymore. You know, the, I, I think that would be the first person he would tell. But, you know, just solidifying that bond that he has with Joe and their father-son dynamic and just like he's the first person they go to. But I hope that they really do stick with the whole no more lies, you know, kind of pact they seem to make at the end. I feel like that's that's supposed to be that's a good place the show should be going or could be going. And I, I think it feels that the team is so close. It just seems so natural for them to be that way and to be so open with each other. I mean, I know every, it's human to have secrets and not tell each other everything at every moment of, of all time. But I feel like the big things shouldn't be kept a secret anymore. Agreed, and um, here, 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 indeed, and I am um, no, but that speed from by Joe was just like that's why I this show will always need Joe West. They need that perfect authority figure that will remind these kids because that's the thing; these people are they, they might be adults, but they're young adults. He is freaking Joe West. He is wise and he has experience, so he. I I like that you know even though that I. Don't like the drama side of the thing. I like the fact that we got this moment where he kind of shook everyone up as like, guys, no more screw ups. Tell each other everything, mm -hmm. or don't be part of the team, or whatever. So, um, um, do we want to talk some some Joe Steele in this uh, in this topic too? By the way, before we go on. Oh, I mean, it's just gold. I mean, just every <laughs> second. Were you happy with the daughter? Uh, I was at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought she, it was weird because she kind of acted like she was super old in the beginning when we first met her. I'm like, how old is she supposed to be? Like, she was kind of like mm -hmm. acting like kind of not better than everybody, but kind of just like, oh, I'm like just too cool and can't be bothered. And then at the end, she was like, oh, I got to go back to school for midterms. Like, I got to study. And I'm like, oh, wait, like, this is weird because she kind of acts like she's younger than them. But I feel like the first we first I don't know, I was confused by her, her at first. Yeah, same. <laughs> So she wasn't sad. She was cute. I, thought. I mean, she. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although this, I did like her little crush on Kid Flash. That was cute. Oh my god, the scene where Barry and Wally like trying to out out salt each other. Like they got so salty with one another. And like I said this on Twitter, but um, these the DC TV universe has had a lot of triangle dramas. Yet the Flash in just one night created the weirdest one. Like they're basically the the two kids are seeking. Uh, uh, the biggest approval from from their from their dad or Barry's case, you know, surrogate dad or whatever. Um, I don't. Know, it was just. And I like 
I like that Joe never picks sides. He never, you know, favors one over the other. Like, he's known Barry longer, but Wally's his, like, quote-unquote real son. Like, and it's never an issue. Like, it's always just these are his both of his kids, and he loves them equally. And he's never going to pick between Flash and Flash. And I love that about Joe. It's just another reason to love him. I guess I think we, I think all of us just want, want to be adopted by Joe. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. I sign the papers right now. Although there's that, there's that one problem of us being adults now, so I don't... We'll have to figure it out somehow. Uh, no, but um, I mean, I, I really like Cecile. I really think she's a very odd, good character to have around. And I, um, I mean, I wish we could see more more of her on on her at her job. Which you know, by the way, how great was it to see so many of these characters like actually doing their daily job? Like Barry was at CSI, you know, multiple times. Iris was, <laughs> Iris was writing a very mediocre hey, <laughs> news story. Hey, I hey. paused the screen to actually read that and that was troubling. So, so we need look, we're we're all reporters here. We need to be support to our fellow reporters. So like not when they live in departments like those and putting out content like that. I am sorry. I have to draw the line somewhere. She ended <laughs> sentences all over the place. Ugh Twitter be nice. Iris to Iris needs to be after, like no, I'm kidding, do like kidding. Iris needs to do articles like 15 reasons why the Flash is better than Kid Flash. <laughs> that would have been an incredible. Iris is just like making yeah. a listicle or something. And, and, yep. while, and she's, while... looking, she's looking for GIFs. Oh my god, that would be so good. Yeah, if she's just writing, <laughs> that, that you know, new... the Flash's 15 best rescues. <laughs> Are we pretty much like trying? We're pretty much trying to pull Iris out of like you know real you know like big news into more into entertainment news instead. I I kind of like, if she was like, review, <laughs> if she was re- re- reviewing TV shows or like um, I wonder how Iris would talk about the MCU and DCEU. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, she would be like you know you know what guys if you want to like have this like Marvel vs DC thing go for it. I I don't have time for that nonsense. <laughs> And then she, and then she says like you know, but I love Batman vs Superman and Civil War sucked. And then everyone's just like, whoa. No, I think she, I think she would be neutral. Um, but uh, but again, we we got to see these characters like actually doing their daily jobs, which was you know, it was nice. I actually liked that. Um, but yeah, Josiel, I, uh, it's such a great ship, and it's actually fun. To, have you noticed that we don't have any of these DC shows having a like adult? You know, like you know, like you know, like not just young adult, but like adult couple. Like we use that more. Yeah, we had Quentin and um, Felicity's mother on oh. Arrow, which was also terrific, uh, in well, my I, opinion. But... Did you, was that was that your attempt at punning Mr. Terrific into that? No. What? Oh, oh no, God no. You put Ugh. because you put so much e- emphasis on terrific. And I'm like no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now that was terrific, guys. <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> I I see you, Andrew. I see you. Uh, but we're gonna say, um, yeah. Though, um, I mean, I guess um, it's, it, does anyone else want to say anything about Joe? I mean, I we just love him. He's the best. All it works to him. Hashtag Joe was forever. That's accurate. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I lost the document for a second. <laughs> I was like, where did it go? <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, so we got to see, besides everyone at work this week, uh, Caitlin used her powers this week, uh, for the first time in a little while to, um, save Iris. How do we feel about, uh, her powers and then, uh, how Julian helped her with her powers, uh, you guys? 
Andrew, you could go first. I I like Julian's role. I I like, uh, and I like how they have they moved from them kind of connecting over shared guilt, uh, or maybe not even shared. Right? It was kind of weird well guilt issues is is what they kind of connected over and then it ended with them going to get a drink which is great although caitlin did not go back for her purse and that really bothered me (laughs) Uh, i I always noticed that i did not notice that this time it was so obvious like you weren't even ready to leave work caitlin um but yeah uh maybe she was planning on just taking a cab from wherever they were going back to her before she went home i don't know she has anyway chase quick pay on her phone or something yeah she walked into the elevator and i thought oh i guess he's paying Uh, (laughs) well a gentleman should also but they're but they're co-workers there's a gray area here um (laughs) but i okay okay i I like yeah thank you uh my my opinions on this whole caitlin i glowy thing are well documented. The addition of her turning into like villain speak this time <laughs> only aggravates the questions that I don't think are going to be answered. Uh, but I like that. I like that it was a way to use her powers effectively. Uh, I, I mean, all of this is kind of colored by the fact that I'm really just not on, on many levels and some of them pretty, pretty close to my heart. I really don't like the way that this is going. But uh, if other people do, that's cool. I don't want people to feel like I'm dogging the show or anything because I just want her to get past this. And and Julian, you know, kind of – there are three different things in this show where the science, quote, in, in quotations, was just completely removed from the show. And I, I wasn't able to follow even what was happening. And this was not one of them. <laughs> so in terms of, like, what they've established, I thought this was actually pretty good. Uh you know, it was it was a good use of her powers. It was a good moment for her, uh, and it, judging it based on what they've been building toward, I have no problem with it because it seems like a step forward. For me, I look. I'm still so excited about Kaylin having this different arc from la- from than she did last season. But I, I posed a question on Twitter, and not really a question, but kind of just like, you know, a statement that I really need an explanation to how these freaking powers are working. Uh, and my God, these responses that we got, it's like, you know, some people said that it's, you know, it's, you know, like, well, and it's obvious, it's dual personality. I'm like, is it though? Is it? Because we didn't, we didn't, we don't, we didn't really see that with Caitlyn on Earth, too, unless that was her having a dual personality, or, you know, it's just that, what is it with these powers? That has this yeah. effect uh, compared to, because it's not like we see Firestorm starting, you know, getting a different personality, whether it's good or bad. It's not like we see Barry get it. It's like, what, what is it with these powers? And it's like, like, I, 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 you know what? I would love to hear Sterling Gates talk about it because you know he created a character to comment. I want, I want to see if he has maybe an idea of like what this could be all about. Uh, you know, pe- you know, but people can tell me, you know, no, it's dual personality. And, you know, some people were even joking me, you know, it's brain freeze. Um, but, but I was like, you know, oh Lord, and ice cream, eating ice cream for her cannot be easy. Um, but I liked her connection with Julian. Um, I, I don't know if I want to see him in a romance capacity, uh, but I like them as friends. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, we need, we need a term. Uh, a quiver podcast was talking about this last week, but we need, we need, we need a term for like when we're shipping something, but just as friends, like friendshipping, maybe. Oh. Friendshipping. 
Yeah. I mean, sh- shall we go with that? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, they did. both need one. Yeah, exactly. More than a, more than a romance, right? Exactly, and it's nice that you know because they're both kind of like on in the same field in some ways, you know, in terms of you know being scientists or whatever. So I, I really enjoy it, but it's just that I, I need an explanation. <clears throat> another thing I want to point out is that how even though it was great to see another woman helping another woman out. How sad is it that this is the only time we get to see these w- women actually have scenes together? We never get to see them hang out. We never see, see them talk barely. Like, I want there to be a Caitlyn and Iris friendship. Not just because I... We don't have any more females on the show right now. Because... Yeah, it's starting to get, like, awkward. Like, if if they left the room and Iris and Caitlyn were in it, I don't even know what they would say to each other. Yeah, it'd be like, it's like I want, like, you know, Iris to be like, oh, I noticed you went out with Julian, but I feel like they're not at that point where they would have those kind of, like, yeah. friend, like, girlfriend conversations where Iris is like, oh, you know, I, I see Julian looking at you. What's going on there? Oh, you guys went for a drink. Like, that's stuff, like, I mean, yeah, it's, like, girly and stuff, but, you know, I feel like that's what we kind of, like, not need, but it'd be fun for them to have that kind of relationship mm-hmm. outside of just being, like, Barry's girlfriend and I, Barry's good friend who are like connected via Barry and not via like a shared relationship with each other or they could talk about other things they don't have to talk about Julian whatever like they could talk about science stuff or what Iris is writing you know they could talk about anything but I like to see them have some kind of relationship it'd be nice yeah Aaron did this too as well like in the first two seasons where like Felicity and Laurel were like never allowed to have a scene together it's like you know no wonder that some of the that these that these sh- <laughs> People, you're going to hate me after this, but go ahead and do it anyway. I feel like it's sometimes these shows that automatically puts these these sides of the fandom against each other. Where, you know, people will strongly hate one of them, but love the other. Like, like many Felicity fans would hate Laurel, while a lot of Laurel fans would hate Felicity. Or a lot of Iris fans will hate Kate. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like, we can avoid, I mean, look, there's always going to be disagree- disagreements and fandoms or whatever and so on. But I feel like these shows, like, there's no reason... Why Caitlyn and Iris couldn't be friends? Like they, you know, they could have. You know, yeah, Caitlyn's really sweet, and Iris seems to be the kind of girl who would want to make her feel, you know, not as nervous or out of her depths here. Like this is all kind of. I think it's all amplified by the fact that they added new characters, and Caitlyn really did just get pushed out. I mean, like, uh, there, there just isn't. Um, I, I was watching some of the episodes of the first season with my girlfriend because she'd never seen it. And Caitlin is a main character. Uh, and w- watching this with her struggling, um, if, if people if people love her and and that's like that's awesome. Um, but I really miss who she was because who she was was someone who was talking all the time and had you know insights and and was like offering information. Both personal and professional, um, and and she's really just like it is really glaring to me that that she's just standing in the room, not really saying it. Like she's there, but there just isn't room for her in the story that they're telling, uh, which I think makes all of this stuff then become weirder. Like we are so far from her and Barry having that karaoke date. Uh, and just nothing has been brought in to replace it. And I really hope stuff will. But that probably is why this stuff is, is bothering me as much as it is, too. Yeah, I mean, that's... Which is just the reality. One thing that these shows all have, except for Supergirl, that all these shows have in common is that 
they can never let women. I think this would be a good episode to have as a DC podcast network episode. But I feel like these shows doesn't let women shine at the same time. Iris can only shine when Caitlyn's screen time or story right, is. Uh, is mm. is the prize? Caitlyn can only shine and have a lot of screen time when Iris' storyline and screen time is limited. Same thing on Arrow. Same thing on, especially Legends. It's like I, I mean, look, I love Sarah, but let's be honest. What has Vixen actually done this season since she came in? Like throwing like a few quips here, being bad and whatnot. But like, what what's her storyline? Nothing. It's just being badass. That that's what it, it drives <laughs> me crazy. That we have these amazing female characters, and you know. People are gonna go about always oh, gonna go on his feminist agenda again, again. You know, you know what? Go ahead and ask me what my feminist agenda is because all I care about is equal representation for women. It just drives me crazy that. Well, and then when they're good characters and and good actresses, exactly, uh, it, it is just a case of I just want to see more Caitlyn. You know, uh, I I was really charmed because she was so unlike. She she really did straddle the line between Cisco and Barry, and. It, even Barry's kind of this is a, a bigger issue. I, I think that like the 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 sci the science stuff in this episode, which I don't know, I can bring up at some point, uh, is kind of indicative of how the Flash this season has just stepped so de- determined away from expanding the Speed Force mythology uh, that Barry. I I can't think of. Like Barry being cute or Barry being um, clever or having uh, heartfelt moments that are based in the characters, like where they come from, not the plot, is just so far from my mind. When they had that exchange at the end of the show between Iris and Barry, I was wondering why this isn't what the show is, you know, Um, because I don't know how you can have moments like this when you've established that now at the end of this season, Iris will be murdered. Uh, I I just yeah I'm again the end of the episode terrific I loved it I want more of that give me Barry being cute with Iris give me you know Cisco and Caitlin still being friends and talking when people leave the office uh I'm just I I I, I want all of that back I just you know this this uh, Caitlin not wanting to be this and Cisco needing ah I just want to love guys. I didn't realize like how much I was missing that stuff until you started talking about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, so like sorry. I kind of I kind of missed like I totally forgot about the karaoke episode and like and I did it was have so that kind sweet, of feeling. By the way. Oh my god, the best. Mm-hmm. Like I and I had that that feeling at the end of the episode when like I think I think it's the CW couch moment because I was thinking at the end of this episode where Iris is like sitting with like her legs on Barry and they're on the couch it kind of reminded me of like whenever Kara and Kara and uh Alex have their couch moments with their ice cream at the end of a Supergirl episode it's just like the best part of an episode it's just like we're gonna debrief like we're gonna sit and like chill and like talk about what happened and like just get real with each other and I feel like those moments are what makes these shows so special because like anyone can have like a punching you know, action superhero show, but it's these moments where these characters are like, yo, let's be real with each other. Let's talk about our feelings. Let's tell each other how much we love you. Let's tell each other, like, I'm never going to leave you, Kara. Like, even though I have a girlfriend now, like, those moments are so important. And, like, you know, Barry and Iris being like, I love you. Whatever happens, happens. We're going to be there together. Like, those are what makes these, this show so special. It's not like, you know, freak of the week or whatever they do kind of thing. Yeah. I Yeah, and that was what I what I kind of said before with, with Barry having that moment with Wally Basically, you know, kind of explicitly saying, like, I'm going to teach you, you know, the way that I should have been. 
is like I want to see uh, the that I want to see the kind of because there was a time when when the first episodes of this show made it very clear that this was based on heart and love and family and found families and reveling in the strength that came from that and uh i i just i don't feel that as strongly now but then there are those moments where i think like just give me more of that like I, I, you know we're, we're doing one of these every week um i don't really need a villain of the week you know maybe something happens we take care of this one note villain in the first scene but he touched iris you know we, we don't need to let me let me anchor me in that like did barry have a scene with her she was just in a coma i guess after he touched her right um um he kind of like ran over and was like why did no one call me and they were like you oh, were right. busy like at work and i was just like when did it ever stop barry from running to be by iris's side <laughs> like the fact that they didn't i mean i guess like, like because i quote unquote like have while like, now they don't need to like call barry but sure like it was just so ridiculous that, like, oh, Barry's at work. He doesn't care that Iris was touched by by Venom, like, whatever guy. Like, yeah. it was just kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, by the way, that I got it sort of a rant about female representation. But it was, like, this episode made me so sad. It's, like, this is the only time Caitlin and Iris could have scenes together. One of them has to be in a need. I don't know. I mean, I like the fact that... And, be, and because Jesse's on next week, it means, like, even, like, they probably won't see Caitlin the whole episode, if that's the right. case, you know? <laughs> or it, or it, it, it will be Iris uh-huh. that we won't see a lot. Again, uh-huh. like, oh, I... I just want to see enough, like, all of them just, like, at Jitters or, like, at Big like big Belly Burger just, like, drinking milkshakes and, like, just talking about stuff. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, have, have the end of the episode be, like, all of the men kind of, like, angsty and having a somber moment, and then just... Uh, you know, be like, well, Barry, are you going to head home? And he'll be like, no, I can't tonight, remember? And then just cut there, and it's all of the women on the couch together. Oh, just, my like, God. Oh, enjoying my enjoying themselves. Okay. Like, wearing pajamas and, like, dancing to, like, music. <laughs> yeah, and probably <laughs> HR is there also. No. Yes. No, 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 no. He will ruin everything. He will, it, like... HR, like, can't, like, HR comes to, like, drop off the Big Belly Burger, and then just, like, happens, like, just stays. Like, he's yep. just like, oh, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I, I just, I really like this song. They don't have it on my okay. earth. And he's just, like, dancing. I, I have I have, a, I have a proposal. We cancel Arrow because it's time for it to end anyway. So guys, go ahead, tweet at anyone like that. I'm a horrible hater. And we do a show with the women. All the women on Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. On, on the CW, where they just, you know, like we, we check in on them in, in the middle of the week. Like, you know, so what the hell is going on with these women when when uh, these when this craziness is going on? Um, is the women keeping the men in intact right but also they could also you know i want to see them save the world in their own way you know without having to have the super you know i mean like this it just oh it kills me that we have so many freaking amazing female characters amazing actresses and yeah look I you know what there's always next week there's always next week i mean there's no flash and legends next week so it's just uh super one arrow well there that that'll be That'll be the answer to our prayers, I'm sure. Arrow as an answer to our prayers? That's yes. I, if we're going to, okay, you are offended by female characters. I'm offended by science fiction that is skipped over. Let me ask you both a question. Okay. Yes or no? Can you explain clearly why Wally putting blood into the bad guy takes away his powers? Yes, because reverse 
reverse blood. Like his, they said that, that's no, the way they explain no, it. No, they're no, like, no, no. they're like the Flash's blood is the reverse blood of this guy's blood. So that <laughs> an opposite works. Opposite day, yeah. Here's how I think it works: by having a piece because because he, clearly. Clive couldn't die by touching him. You know, if he touches himself, he won't die. So maybe by having Wally's blood inside of him, anyone that he touches, that no. Okay, follow up question. How did the blood get in him? <laughs> he had tiny cuts all over uh, his body. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he phased inside of him. He just phased right, right inside to his core. Because this is a weird callback to, like, Barry injecting that entire party with that antidote without cleaning the needle. <laughs> Where we're opening the world bigger, to, like... We have my to... bigger question this episode was how Barry made an entire train phase. Like, that part, I think, <laughs> I was, like, way... More, like, the blood thing, I, was, I can get down with this. The whole train, like, okay. and what, are other, what do they feel? Like, they were kind of just shaking and everyone was, like, totally fine afterwards. Like, no one threw up or anything. Like, I don't know. I felt yeah, like I think that would been... kill them. <laughs> Right, if, if you're being so many questions. Uh, Look, listen. Yeah, here's here's the thing. We have to just that, that, Brady. That moment was awesome. Don't take that away from me. Like we don't need to question that. It's just yes. you know. Oh, it was like, cool. I just like if Oliver can survive from being pushed out of a cliff by having out of being speared, you know, gotten a sword pierced through him, then I'm sure it's totally possible to have Barry. Yeah, lifted. fair enough. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, so, I don't mean to rip on Arrow, but it's just that. It, it was the first to it really was, stretch. Out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, we can look at this recent episode as stretching out, and but I promise I was gonna be nice at air this season if they kept up a good job. And this this second half of the season has been questionable. So, but let's go back to uh, <laughs> let's go back to um, Flash. Um, so we science because those are two of my the blood cure was one, the other one was. <laughs> them showing up and Iris saying, "How am I okay?" and them saying, "We made an antidote." <laughs> <laughs> well, like we'll explain it to you later. Yeah, yeah. we just covered you and Wally's blood. <laughs> Sorry. So, um... um, oh no, she would be fine. But then the third issue that I had with science, Brittany, I believe this is our next conversation point. Yes. Okay. So. Cisco vibed into the Flashpoint universe. Now, I personally love this this theory that like every decision you make creates an alternate universe. Like that's a big yeah. thing I like thinking about slash talking about. So like I was down with that. So every decision you make makes an alternate universe, and then Cisco can vibe into the alternate universe where Barry did not decide to leave Flashpoint. And that's like yeah. a totally like I may just drop that and leave it there. And everyone's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm Barry doesn't want to go back and see what that Flashpoint life is like. You know, he's not thinking about that at all. So, uh, Andrew, what was uh, your your problem with this? Yeah, I don't uh, – with where it lost me, because I like the idea a lot, right, where they said that Flashpoint doesn't exist. Um, you're, you're, you're kind of stepping into, like, the pseudo-quantum infinite worlds theory, which I feel like is where they've been playing this whole time, kind of. But the, the moments – moments that really turn me off when we get into that is – Barry said, okay, what do I do? And Cisco said, just focus on Flashpoint. And I don't know what that even, like, think about that Flashpoint. And then, like, this is what Amy and I were, I think we're going off about on the last episode, was 
it, it was clearly a case of them just not having an answer. And I don't blame them because there there is no answer to that. Like, how are we going to add to the fiction here in one scene that, that Cisco can vibe into all possible like it's just you know it needs to serve this purpose so we need to link it to only the one that Barry has seen but there's there's no you know he he touches he starts vibing and he's just in this alternate reality and when they got me with that quantum theory thing uh, I feel like the people in there who are time travel fans and who are going to know those terms are very likely to be taken out of given like half of an answer uh because i want that to be it and again it is kind of this is what the thing that worried me in in other shows which shall not be named where early on they started saying that stuff and i started wondering does this mean that they're not really that interested in exploring the science of this it really is just the kind of in the moment um we're never going to go back to that newspaper room in star labs uh, you know, <laughs> the kind of like, why wouldn't Cisco do this every week, you know, from now on of trying to figure this stuff out. That was a moment that just, it stuck out for me was just focus on it. Okay. I'm there. Like how would Barry know what that flashpoint looks like since he, I mean, I guess it's like his flashpoint, but he the left it. So what if it's wasn't? changed? Like in the moment that he needed to see exactly was when <laughs> the bad guy was like, he didn't even hold. Uh, <laughs> I just like want to know why Barry wasn't more like oh like I want to be back like if I was Barry I would have been like see it yeah like like wanting to know more like he didn't seem to like ask Cisco anything or you know no one seemed to be curious about what was going on in Flashpoint that now the Barry get back was in the gone. chair right those chairs well, um <clears throat> what I was gonna say was that I I mean I, first I think it's because he's learned his lesson that you know let's not mess with time anymore because. Look what happens. Everyone gets angry, you know, for half a season. And then, you know, everyone attacks me during a crossover, which, you know, then got really awkward. And so I think that's it. But also, like, I can see him remembering Flashpoint because even at the point, he, (laughs) Flashpoint point, uh, he's able to remember all of it because he's, he functions outside of, where's Amy when I need her to, like, explain what (laughs) I'm thinking. Um, he he can exist out of you know outside of time because of the speed force. So he can. Yeah, he has remember. memories of both. Yeah. So if someone asks him, remember Flashpoint, I don't think it's necessarily the most unrealistic thing ever. The no, only- but then what is what is Cisco? What is is he psychic? Like he can tap into Barry's thoughts. I mean, he's just awesome. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> he has all untold powers that he doesn't even know about yet. You know, I mean, if 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 like, and this is it is just continued. The ongoing Cisco's powers are in nondescript. If he, if he had even like, um, touched Barry's suit because it had been there and back, you know, it's just it's kind of like. He needed to hold an object. Now he just needs to hold on to Barry. Or he did. Was he holding Barry? I don't remember. Um, Can't remember. But it was. It was just the okay. Focus on it mentally. Okay, now I can find it. It's like, wh- <laughs> it was, it's last week to the max. Now. I mean, we do have to. I mean, that's. I mean, we all at some point we also have to suspend our disbelief a little bit. Um. So I. 
I'm, sorry, I'm texting a friend to literally ask him, did Cisco touch Barry when he why? <laughs> I feel like I don't even, yeah, I don't even remember him touching Barry at all. <laughs> okay, I just. <laughs> but that was, but again, I mean, you know, Barry says, what do I do? Uh, nothing. I just, you know, yeah, like, but I was surprised. That I, was like, wait, I was like, wait, where's Barry? He didn't come for this. Like, I like missed that part. I just saw Cisco kind of peeking in. My, I got, just got the funniest response. He asked quickly, he's like, what the hell are you guys even talking about on air? And then he parenthesis. We're just having a very nuanced conversation about whether or not Barry and Cisco are, but are put, touching. But, yeah, but, but he, he put, but he I want to know. Like, that's the thing, right? Is because I care about this. Yeah, I want to know he, what the reason is. I got an answer because he put in parentheses. Like, he first, he, no, first, first he said, what the hell are you guys even talking about on air this week? And then in parentheses, yes, he was touching his Barry when he was vibing. <laughs> Okay. Hashtag, hashtag, go to bed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Cisco touched Barry. Okay. Take that out of of context if you want to find with it. It is, it it does not make any sense for him to be able to uh, suddenly see the relevant event that Barry had nothing to do with, right? Like, it wasn't like he was seeing barry interact with these police uh, that is what you're having issue with because it wasn't on barry's point of view it was just like we were following a, like cisco was like suddenly in, in ccpd in flashpoint is that that's the thing that you're having problems well yeah with. maybe it was that he said like barry you focus on flashpoint caitlin you focus on this yorkin guy joe you focus on the police station and i'll just touch all of you and i'm there you know uh, it's basically what we're what we're dealing with we're we're so in the gray area of just don't look at this like and that's the thing that that kind of for a sci-fi fan like me is it is really the writers and that's why it's not a criticism of the writers it's the writers saying don't this doesn't matter like why or how he's able to do this does not matter to the story and as me for someone who really loved that introduction with the like infinite worlds possibility I do want that to matter because you had hooked, you know, like I was in. Are you referencing a DC thing that when you say Infinite Worlds? Because I feel like it's supposed to be a title I, I should recognize. No, no, Infinite Worlds, like the Infinite Worlds theory okay. is like a, right. is, you know, every single change makes a world that where it went the other way. I think that's what they were like explicitly kind of talking about, right? Every decision, there's a world where it went the other way kind of thing. I, I think like, it's cool. Like, I was going to say, just, yeah. it's cool. Like, it gives a lot of, like, if Cisco can see almost, like, not anywhere, but it seems like he has a lot of options to see a lot of things. Like, if he touches mm-hmm. Jesse next week, can he just, like, find out where Harrison is? Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of possibilities for how to use this new power. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I, want, um, I want this to be a, a power that is used more. Uh, or, or, or to kind of... Basically, at some point, I would like Cisco to start openly asking, "How does my power work?" <laughs> you know, because like, he seems what to really have it I figured do? out. Yeah, I was like, like, he doesn't get involved in like there was fighting bad guys, and he's never. I mean, he's obviously doing his science stuff back in Star Labs, which is super important, but he's never like on the front line unless it's like, you know, like last week where he was actually fighting someone who had the same power as him. But I feel like he could be like, "Yo, I want to do more. I have this power that's like." really cool and i can do a ton of stuff with it like what this how can i have cost- this badass outfit you know like, yeah this you know? outfit i just costume just lying in my closet you know i might as well put it to you well they even had that moment where they're like you figure out how to catch a guy who can't be touched and i was like if only we had a guy who could like shoot blue energy out of his hands 
and like vibrate the guy maybe enough to like help Wally put blood in him. <laughs> but anyway, Wally putting blood in that guy is, is maybe the name of my new like fan tumbler examining the science of this show. I'm sorry. I'll be sure to follow. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we go to my post credit scene, right? Yep. The final topic is Wally is just kind of now recreationally rotating or vibrating his hand through things. And then uh, I guess this is a new set, right? I don't think we commented on that. This is a new addition to Star Labs, this little location where they like are. This little training part they've kind of been in. Yeah, because I, I didn't really click for me until the that breach opened up and I realized, like, hey, this isn't the basement. Um but yeah, uh, Jesse, Jesse Quick is back, and unfortunately, it is not a time to celebrate because Gorilla Grodd, who was sent to Earth to by Barry, has her father. Has Harry Wells, correct? Yeah, Harry Wells. Harry Wells is captured in Gorilla City, and we do have that writing on the Star Labs whiteboard of. There was a gorilla attack, so let's hope Jesse's the only person coming through the portal. How excited are you guys for more gorilla warfare? <laughs> no, the good, good one are you. I I think Brittany was uh, excited about something completely different, and I because Brittany, you don't like you don't like yourselves some gorillas, do you? I'm I'm excited to like see the gorillas this time around and see if they can like win my my affection i'm just like not a fan of like i don't know just like talking animals and things i don't know i have weird things with animals but i'm very excited to see jesse quick come back like she came to that portal with her awesome suit on i was just like yes my girl is back like oh just jesse and like molly went to hug her and she's like no we have bigger issues right now and i'm just like my girl like i'm just so excited but yeah i'm, I'm excited to see i'm excited to see girl of city i feel like that could be cool i think i think it's gonna gonna impress me i i'm hopeful I for a second thought that oh f Savitar is coming up because I I didn't f- mm. like even because it went so <laughs> quick that I thought the breach was actually the speed force opening up the crackle again and throwing out the that you know Savitar would be like you know you know yeah. so, Wally get flat oh my god I'm gonna laugh my ass if I hear Savitar would you like to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, no, 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 I cannot have this show say that line with that voice. Oh god, um, no, but I'm, I'm so pissed that there's a hiatus next week, but I'm, the, the wait will be worth it, because two-parter gorilla grod storyline, I'm, I'm so game, and I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't know who was uh, screaming the loudest, if it was Britney or if it was Kat from uh, Legends of Tomorrow Pocket, because these two are like, I don't know who's the biggest Jesse Quick fan here, so I'm like, It'll be interesting to see when they come together. We'll see who geeks out the most because Cat uh, will actually be joining us for that episode uh, to geek out about Jesse Quick because she loves Jesse Quick. So uh, I guess Brittany and Cat will have to have a Jesse Quick off. See who's the bigger fan. Yeah, we'll both just be like, "Oh my god!" Just like geeking out. <laughs> yes, I'm because, excited. I'm excited too. But um, overall, guys, like. Um, Overall thoughts of the episode, I, I actually think this is one of my... I mean, despite that we had, so, like, we discussed it a lot, but I think that's what makes a good episode, like, where we can really get into and discuss a lot and so on, even if there's goods and bad, but I, it's one of my favorite episodes. I really enjoyed this a lot. 
I enjoyed it too. I, I mean, I like talking about all this like sciency, like time, timey wimey time travel stuff. Like, I really enjoyed like that part of the Flash. Like, as much as I enjoy the family dynamic and the fun, I also enjoy the time travel stuff because that's one of my favorite parts of it. Yeah, I, the 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 science kind of you know parallel worlds and uh, freezing Iris's arm, like the superpower stuff. I I dig all of that too. And the the reason why the lack of that other stuff bothers me is because i used to get both of it like you know it used to be like the fun cool time jumpy you know fantasy stuff and then a really great like heartfelt scene with barry and joe that was like oh my god i didn't see this coming so i'm still enjoying the the you know magic almost uh the fantasy of it a lot um mainly i'm just ready for this show to like I feel like adding Wally and all that stuff, they're preparing to take the show to like a new level of a superhero story or, or like a team kind of ensemble thing. And I'm ready for them to just like do that so that people can get their own little spots to be in that formula rather than like, I think feel like we're sticking with the old flash formula with twice as many characters and I'm ready for it to like change in a way that's, that's risky. And I might even like less. I'm just ready for it to kind of change into something. You want more, you want you want to see the family. If they could like get onto a ship and like travel through, no, <laughs> uh, no, just you know, if we're gonna have like Team Flash with like Flash Kid Flash and Jesse uh, and Jay and uh, yeah, we need Bart and um, do we, Max. Yeah. yeah, Max, Max, um, maybe Excess. Um, yeah, we've yep. <laughs> um, I um. But quick I mean, shot. I don't know why we don't have a spinoff show just called Speed Force that Jesse stars on. Because for some reason, people. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I mean, we, I mean, if we wanna, yeah, I mean, <clears> oh, <throat> there's so many shows. Sorry. That, I don't want. Oh, I, I'm, I'm trying to restrain myself from being mean to Arrow again, but it's like, <laughs> imagine if we could just toss away that show and just like the potential of other shows. We could have a female, you know, like group show or a Speed Force show with all the speedsters. It's or a Birds of Prey show. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it have been great to have a Birds of Prey with, like, Laurel and Jesse and maybe Caitlin? Thea. Oh, yeah, Thea. Yep. Yeah, oh, gosh. I mean, I mean, if only we had another Laurel somewhere. Um, <laughs> like, um... Locked up, maybe? Like, kind what? of a wild card? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, while a show tries to figure out whether they want to introduce... Then a Drake, or if they want to use, you know, redeem uh, Laurel Lands into the new Black Canary. It's um, I didn't have I didn't have a lot to eat today, so I'm a lot sadder than I usually am. <laughs> so um, but yeah, I um, I would only watch a Birds of Prey show if it has Gil Simone involved with it. Period. Agreed. Yeah, because she is an expert on Birds of Prey and on Arrow. So um, I'm gonna get so. Many. Yeah, I, be- I believe she is an Arrow expert, uh, is- self-proclaimed Arrow expert. <laughs> And Andrew, Andrew B. Dies, I love you with all my heart because we have the same <laughs> sick twist of humor. So, um, oh boy, can you imagine where we're going in season four of this podcast when we're just like, <laughs> like, we will have like a flash podcast after show, I think. And like, we will like, you know, <laughs> after flash podcast show, we just get Fla- flash podcast after dark. <gasps> Brittany. <laughs> Brittany, my love, we, we have to do this. We have to do this. Um. Okay, enough about us. Let's get to some feedback. 
people are going to wonder. Again, people are going to wonder, Amy, don't get sick. These people don't know how to run a podcast. No, we do. We know how to run a podcast. Uh, so, Amy, if you're listening, this is what you sign up for. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Brittany, you want to get rid of some uh, tweets uh, from uh, our listeners? Okay, so here's some feedback. We have one from Paradox Kid. It says, fun opening race and train face is another epic moment for Barry Allen. The West Family Dynamic will always be the heart of The Flash. Uh, we have one from Jill two eight nineteen ninety nine. It uh, it was a fantastic episode. Everyone was involved, and that's how it should be. That's a good point. Everyone did have some good moments this episode. <clears throat> um, Brie for Fergery. Sorry if I totally botched that. Wally and Caitlin both mastered their powers in one episode. Julian's the only realistic character with real flaws. We had a tweet from Suara as well. Oh, yes. Uh, Sora Sahil won. One of the best eps ever. Heartwarming, heartbreaking, uplifting, and the perfect use of all Star Labs members. Hashtag run Wally wa- run. Wally run. I can't speak today. Um, Marcella's ear. Um, excellent ep that made great use of all its characters. Iris and Barry were adorable. Wally was awesome. Julian was useful. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a> good- <laughs> Julian was useful. Finally, Julian, for once. Did, did you see how Tatiana phrased it? Did you see how Tatiana phrased it? Like, I have to bear with the normal Wally was awesome. Julian was, Julian Julian was, was useful. useful. Oh, <laughs> I felt like, I, I need to go see if that tweet came with a gif of some shade being thrown because I, no. I, 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 I feel like that, that's like accurate. He was useful, you know. I mean, he was more than useful, uh, things, but they're going. He's, he's, yeah, he is. Um, Alexis Waverider. Enjoyed it. Candace Grant and Kenyon and oh, JLM continue to give heartbreaking performances. Uh, Manny I5. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The train scene was so well done. Plus, Grant, Candace, and Kenyon acted so well. Um, let's see. And I'll read one of our emails that we got as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's from Lauren Waters. Hi, everyone. I really liked this week's episode. It reminded me of season one. The only thing I didn't like, which also reminded me of season one, was Iris being the damsel in distress. I initially didn't like the idea of Caitlin and Julian's story because it felt repetitive. But this week I got on board because I found the characters have really great chemistry. I really hope, I just really hope they don't kill him off to make Caitlin killer Frost. I would give this episode a 7.5 out of 10. I can't wait for Gorilla City in two weeks. I'm just going to read this quick tweet from uh, our good friend Mari, who uh, has always been so good about sending in feedback. So, uh, Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, okay, really enjoyable episode. My favorite part was the coffee date with the West Allens and Cecile and, jo- and Joni. The villain wasn't compelling at all, and I don't get Caitlyn's powers. think it has to do with DNA, like at Amy underscore Marina 7 once said. Join the club. Also, I... also, I think all this training with Wally is leading to something bigger than saving Ira's um, concerning eyes emoji. Can't wait for Gorilla City. Um, we will see what happens. I, I hope it doesn't. I mean, look, I don't want anyone to die this season. But if we have to sacrifice someone to the almighty TV trope, then let's just sacrifice HR. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna kill off Julian. I thought you were gonna just nah. I like Tom Felton. I love Tom Cavanaugh. I just don't like HR that much. He's like. I love, they can just make him come back as another version of of Harry. I just want Harry Wells to come back from Earth Two Lake. I mean, there's a reason there's a story like called Cries on Infinite Earths. Just do it already. Like Jeff John, don't put that don't don't, don't put that Easter egg into the pilot if you're not planning to use it. Oh God, I sound like a like hashtag you know quote unquote Terry fanboy as I'm sometimes called. So um, 
Uh, but that's what, that was sorry. That was all of our uh, tweets and uh, that, that was some of our tweets and feedback for this week. Uh, we we try to, to try we try to read as many as we can every week. So if you don't, if yours don't get read, don't take any offense to it. We might do you know we we might actually do at some point maybe a mailbag episode. Just like you know you guys can send in your emails and your tweets or whatever. So it will just like go through like kind of like what we did with the Christmas episode in some ways. So um so yeah so that's gonna be it for our episode discussion. So let's do some quick plugs and then a quick. Spoiler session for this week because it's getting very late where Andrew is, and I'm sure it's getting. I mean, it's late where I am, and I'm sure. Yes, Brittany is West Coast. I keep freaking. Why? I keep thinking you're still in New York for some reason, Brittany. Uh, <laughs> unless you are. Are you? Not this time. Not this time. Okay. Oh, I think that's a good response. <laughs> yeah, no, but she took her time though. She took her t- time to like you know, like there was a, there was yep. a pause. So Suspense. you'll never know where I'm coming from. I'm behind your window. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's do some quick plugs. Um, Andrew, where can people find you on social media and your other projects? You can find me on social media at Andrew B. Dice. Uh, you can also find, uh, well, everything I do is there, but all my writing is at screenrant.com. Awesome. And Brittany, where can people find you on social media and other projects? People can find me on Twitter at Kinda Movie Snob, K-I-N-D-A Movie Snob, and they can find me on the Marvel Report. I'll be reviewing Legion starting tomorrow. Very excited about that new show. Yay. And yeah. <laughs> and you can find me on Clever Girls and also writing for Screen Rant. Do you guys like do are you guys like gonna like team up on some articles or something like that? Or do you guys like do you guys ever talk about work? Like, you know So what <laughs> so what's so like what are you writing today? Oh I'm just writing this. What are you writing? <laughs> Uh, I mean, in email threads, I guess. <laughs> I'll see Andrew pop up in the email thread every now and then. I'm like, ooh, what's going on? <laughs> hey, where'd he go? <laughs> now, remember, guys, The Flash will not be on next week, as well as Legends Tomorrow, because they're going to be on a short hiatus till fe- uh, February 21st. So we're not going to be back next week. I think we're going to take, take a break uh, unless we decide to just like hey let's just like throw more like let's just pitch more shows for to replace arrow with uh, or something so but either way we'll be back on february 21st but if you're sticking around for the spur section we're going to talk about the trailer that came out but if you're not sticking around for all of us here on the flash podcast i'm andy b i'm Brittany, and i'm andrew and we'll see you next time on the flash podcast is lost on a parallel earth and we're gonna go get him back a parallel earth welcome to the jungle baby welcome flash speedster versus supergirl best worst video game ever the flash gorilla city two episode event begins tuesday february 21st on the cw and welcome back what you just heard was the audio from the trailer of the 13th episode of flash season three called 
Attack on Grill City. And this episode will air on February 21st. Remember, guys, no episode next week. But uh, in two weeks, they will start the two a two-part Gorilla uh, Grodd storyline, and then we have the official description for you, and Andy is actually going to do a dramatic reading, so <clears throat> let's see how much he can F this up. Attack on Gorilla City. Barry and team travel to Gorilla City and face Grodd. When Jesse Quick informs the team that her father has been abducted, Barry, Caitlin, Sisko, and Julian voyage to Earth 2 on a rescue mission to save Harry from Gorilla City. As he trek through the forest, Barry and the team are immediately captured and brought to Gorilla to, to, to Grodd, voiced by David Sabalov. Grodd tells them that he needs that he needs their help to stop Solovar, voiced by Keith David, the leader of Gorilla City, as Solovar wants to invade Earth-1. Meanwhile, back on Earth-1, Jesse and Kid Flash hit the streets to stop a metahuman that can tr- control gravity with HR and Joe Guiden from Star Labs. Dermot Dawn's an episode with story by Andrew Kreisman, television by Aaron Helping, and David Cobb. Originally. How did I do, guys? Did I do well? Aside from it's pretty this- good. Uh, good, yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Next time, I'm letting one of you free guys do because that, I was nerve wracking during this, this segment. But uh, yeah, so we're going to Gorilla City. We're going to be introduced to Solovar, voiced by the amazing Keith David, and we're going to have the Return of Gorilla, uh, Gorilla Grodd, voiced by the amazing David Sobolov, and we're going to have the amazing Violet Bean back as Jesse Quick. So there's a lot of things that we should be excited for for this episode. So let's do a quick uh, around the table and see how everyone feels. Uh, Andrew, what are, what are your pressures of the trailer and um, what's coming up? Uh, I mean, Gorilla City, come on. I, my favorite part of the, the is not actually in this trailer because they're keeping, obviously, the best parts secret. I just want to see Gorilla City because that first teaser... You know, like uh, Grodd looking out over it when he first got to that Earth was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I am anxious to see absolutely any more of that. I don't know what the budget will allow for number of gorillas, but if we spend any time actually looking at Gorilla City, I'm going to be losing my freaking mind. I mean, I think that's what we're going to be doing. I mean, I think that's. Um, I mean, we see little bits in the trailer that um, little bits in the trailer that. Um... You know, we see we see them running through the you know the forest and so on. So that um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think, I think you'll be quite pleased with this. Um, kind of some probably some. You were were you happy with the Earth two two part that we had last year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um I like doing this kind of thing. It is becoming like this thing now. Um, just not Jesse, Brittany. Why did I call you? Brit- <laughs> you can call me Jesse Quick anytime you want. You, I think you were amazing, by the way, in uh, Jesse Wick uh, cosplay, by the way, just just, to, just, just so you know. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Gorilla City? Um, I know you, you said you're, 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 you're keeping your mind open and so on when we're talking about it in the episode discussion, but um, what did you think of the trailer? <clears throat> I liked it. I think it's cool. I liked the One Nation undergrad kind of uh, tagline. I that was really cool. Um, I think since we've been talking a lot about, you know, we're upset, you know, the one-off villains aren't really that great or catching our attention. I think it'll be interesting to have a two-parter episode to really, you know, get more into the characters and really get into this Solovar villain and get us into the Earth 2 world. So I'm kind of excited for that change to see a little bit more to see Earth 2 or I guess to see is Gorilla City in Earth 2 or is it an own yeah, Earth? It's Earth 2. Yeah. Earth 2. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm excited to see Earth 2 again. I'm excited to see Jesse. So I think, yeah, I think I'm excited to see just uh, a, a little bit of the, like a, like, almost like a flash road trip. Like everyone, like Cisco's in a beanie. Everyone looks kind of casual. I, I love episodes where like they're kind of like, quote unquote, like out of the office. Like going road trip, fl- flash road trip next week. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. What the hell is Julian wearing, by the way? <laughs> I was going to say, like, it looks like a kind of like, what is it? Like, not Indiana Jones, almost like a paleontologist. Like he's like that, like, rich, like, um, 
what's it called? Alan Grant, like, neck scarf kind of thing on him. I'm hoping, like, I don't know. But also, why does he go with them? Like, what is he, like, what, what can he, I mean, look, I, I mean, I think it will be a He's fun. just along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, you know what, I mean, he, I, you know, I think it will be fun anyway. But it's just funny, like, you know, because sometimes, I mean, I will see fans, like, they will argue, like, you know, well, why does this character need to be there? Or, like, what does that character need to be there? Or whatever, and so on. Um, and so it will be... I'll be to see what they do. Uh, I'm glad we didn't see Solovar. I, I don't want to see a single image of Solovar. I want us to see him fresh and live for the first time in the episode. So I, I hope we... Just like a shadow? Like they just like all of a sudden you see this giant gorilla shadow and then they look up and you see him and you're like, oh, damn. I would be fine with that as like the, on the poster <coughs> or something. But it's like, because something I will point out, you know, as I'm looking at the CW YouTube channel, like every time, like usually, you know, it's, after midnight on the on the west coast, uh, or after 10 p.m. on the west coast, they released extended trailers for the uh, for the shows, but they only did it for Legends this week. But they didn't do it for Legends. They're obviously saving like this special trailer that is coming out, um, like next week or something. So I just, but I just hope that whatever happens, we don't see Solovar because I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shy, and I because I know this the show will do an amazing job in the design for Solovar and whatnot. So I just. Like like you said, maybe like that just the the, the shadow on like of Solovar on the post or something, um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to um, a very long but also very awesome episode of the Flash Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back in two weeks unless we decide to do a surprise episode. But I think you know we we will rest our voices and uh, try to figure out the science of the show because we just have to. I'm just kidding. Anyway, guys, have a good one. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast.